You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've got a message which is going to apply to every last one of you. As an example, if you ever shower or brush your teeth, or try to make your hair look presentable, I've got amazing news for you. Dollar Shave Club has got a ton of stuff to help you out. Dollar Shave Club delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. Dollar Shave Club, yes, that Dollar Shave Club delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. I mean, you name it. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, everything. I'll give you an example. Their Amber and Lavender Calming Body Cleanser. Smells and feels great. Good luck finding a product that great at the store. You won't. All of Dollar Shave Club's products are made with top shelf ingredients that will not break your budget. You'll feel the difference. Plus, shipping is free with your membership. And here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products. For just five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter set. It comes with body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's, and their world-class butt wipes. Plus, their world-famous shave butter, their best razor, the six-blade executive, too. Keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, and anything else you need. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash Rome. dollarshaveclub.com slash Rome. Literally everything you need for your bathroom. A great and old announcer named Al Meltzer did the play-by-play, and I did the color. After the game was over, I said, you guys actually get paid to do this and they said, yeah. I said, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, my first interview was a little rough. I thought I did really good. She said, no, you had like seven. I said, what? <laughs> you know, he was like, you said chicken twice. I said, you can't say that. Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast. This is episode 36, and my guest is former Arizona Cardinals head football coach and current CBS Sports colleague, Bruce Arians. So if you're looking for a conversation with one of the all-time great football guys and a dude with absolutely zero filter, then B.A. is your man. Bruce Arians has lived a football life, over four decades in coaching, 11 stops along the way, 30 years between head coaching opportunities and after coming to grips with the fact that his opportunity to lead an NFL team may never come, he just kept grinding until he finally got that chance at age 60, and then he made the most of it. Arians retired with two NFL Coach of the Year awards above the fireplace. B.A. loves football coaching quarterbacks, playing golf, and an adult beverage or two. You know, the stuff we all love. And for some reason, if you've got a problem with any of that, then that's your thing, not a BA thing. So kick back, maybe put some ice in a glass, and pour your own, because F36 with Bruce Arians gets started right after this word from Stamps.com. Now, as you probably know, the U.S. Postal Service is an important tool for any business, including mine, and I'm sure yours as well, because it reaches every household every single day. And Stamps.com is the easiest way to access all the amazing services of the post office. Stamps.com never closes, which means you can print postage for letters or packages at your convenience 24-7. You can print postage for any mail class right from your own computer. Plus, it's the exact amount of postage every time so you never underpay or overpay ever again and my favorite thing about stamps.com it saves me time and money which you can then use to grow your business i can mail any letter any package using just my computer and printer and then the mailman will come pick it up once again i use stamps.com because it saves me time and it saves me money 
And the only regret that I have is that I did not start using it sooner. Right now, you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer, which includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Rome. Once again, Stamps.com, enter Rome. I love this service. I know you will too. Stamps.com, enter Rome. So I'm not going to lie, last week may have been the best batch of voicemails that we have ever had. Now that's not saying a whole hell of a lot, considering this segment is a grotesque exercise in extreme stupidity at times, but it was an improvement. It was a step in the right direction. If you want to be a part of this podcast, you want to write this number down, 949-385-0447. Save it. Put it in your phone and use it to call me anytime about anything. 949-385-0447. Now, let's see if that heater that Ron continues on. You have nine new messages. First new message. What's up, Romy? This is Genevieve, the Princess Raiderette. War Lady Clones. War Cruise Pendragon. Love you, brah. And I'm out. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Rome, it's Roger in Texas again. I just had some ideas for some uh, guests for you. Uh, anyone on the U.S. men's national team would be great. Message deleted. Next message. Romy, what's up, man? This is David in Buffalo. Um, Rick in Buffalo, man, being a Buffalo guy, I, this is like the Bills going with Josh Allen. I feel like Rick in Buffalo is the future of the jungle. And Josh Allen is the future of the Bills as a, as a franchise quarterback. I can't wait for July 20th, Jim. British Open, smack off. Doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you later, Rome. I'm out. Message saved. Next message. Jim, this is Donald from Manhattan. You can send my golden ticket to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. This is going to be the hugest smack off in jungle history. Believe me. War Romy, unwar Comey. I'm out. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Van Smack. You're the urinal in my living room. Out. Message saved. Next message. Wrong. Believe it or not, man, I'm higher than last time. Check it out. I'm watching the show Cheaters from back in the day. And they fucking got rid of Joey Greco. I don't know why. Now they got some dude named Clark Gable, and he's wearing this this beanie, and I just, I'm so perplexed. Go Lakers. Go Lakers, bro. Message saved. Next message. James, uh, I'm just, uh, fuck. Um, yeah, you can hear me. I've had a few drinks, whatever. Jamie, I love you. I love your show. Yeah, I'm not going to cry like the guy from fucking San Antonio. Canada loves you, man. But I love you. <laughs> Talk to you later, man. Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin, in Melbourne. Jungle Karma, Mike Smith. Great job. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Rome. What does the soul of a Kardashian have in common with the Minnesota Vikings trophy case. They're both fucking empty. Ha! Message deleted. You have no more messages. Then there's that. I mean, it was the best of times, 
And now it is the worst of times. And I mean that literally. We went from having our best batch of voicemails ever to our worst batch. Those were terrible. Drunk dudes. High dudes. People rehashing a voicemail from last week. Roger in Texas making a terrible suggestion for future podcast guests. Raj. I've got a pair of professional guest bookers. They already work for me. They're the best at what they do. And they work alone, brother. At least Cruz Pedregon and my man Mike Smith got some love after winning big races. And Buffalo's coming in strong, repping their latest hope for a championship. And I'm not talking about the Bills. I'm talking about Rick and Buffalo. You can do better. And you're going to have to do better if you want to keep me from going Matt Harvey on this thing. Because I'm now this close to DFAing this segment. It's smack off season. You can get your reps in here. You can make a name right here. 949-385-0447. Again, 949-385-0447. As a couple of smack off legends would say, put more effort in losers. Put more effort in loser. Now, let me talk about something that simply does not suck. 3M post-it extreme notes. What I'm about to say applies to a number of you, so listen closely. If you work on a hot, dusty job site or in a loud, wet kitchen, you know how tough it can be to communicate clearly. But now with new Post-it Extreme Notes, you can get that message across and you can get that job done in any weather condition, including rain, heat, and humidity. I'm talking in any element whatsoever. New Post-it Extreme Notes are water resistant. They're made with Durahold paper and adhesive, so they'll stick to pretty much anything at all. Concrete, drywall, raw wood, even brick. So no matter what the task is on that job site, you can get that message across with new Post-it Extreme Notes. Again, communication is everything. You can't lead if you can't communicate. You've got to get your message across. Do it with new Post-it Extreme Notes. Buy them today wherever you get your Post-it Notes. New Post-it Extreme Notes. When you put your head down and you grind, life can move pretty fast. It has for me, I'm sure it has for you, and it also has for Bruce Arians. B.A. knew it was time to retire when his wife reminded him that his son was turning 40. 40. That number hit Bruce like a ton of bricks, and it forced him to ask himself, what have I missed? So Arians gets out of football. Well, at least as much as a guy like B.A. can get out of football. Because one of the most entertaining coaches in sports is now getting ready to become one of the most entertaining guys in the broadcast booth. He books a seat right alongside Trent Green and Greg Gumbel as a game analyst for the NFL and CBS. Bruce and I chopped it up for about a half hour. We talked about his transition to the booth, how to develop an elite quarterback, learning the game under a legend like Bear Bryant, and his incredibly emotional season in Indianapolis that changed his life and may have saved Chuck Pagano's. My conversation with Bruce Arians starts right now. Bruce, how did you know it was time? You know, it it was it started in the summer, and uh, it was really one thing hit me. My wife turned to me in the summer, and said, "You know, you know, Jake's going to turn forty this year." My son, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, how did I miss all that? And as the season went on, um, right after Thanksgiving, I said, "You know, I think this is it." And it really had nothing to do with winning or losing. It was just. Man, I missed a lot of family time. 
So what do you do with that, Bruce? I mean, you got this amazing opportunity ahead of you right now. I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to kill it. But, you know, I mean, don't we all go through something like that? I mean, I've got a son who's 17. I'm like, where the hell did that time go? How do we lose five years? I mean, you don't want to dwell on what's behind you because you can't change it. But how do we approach that? How do you look at that? Well, yeah, I have, I have this unbelievable 11-month-old grandson who I'm just having a blast seeing all the time. And, uh, you know, my granddaughter just got a job with the Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, I, I drink with one and burp the other one. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it it's fantastic. That is awesome. I drink with one and burp the other one. All right, so when you always had this great rap and this great gift of gab, but when did you first get the TV bud bug, and what do you like about this opportunity? Well, you know, it's crazy. When I got fired at Temple back in 1988, they had the first Pennsylvania state championship football game at, at uh, State College. And I, a great an old announcer named Al Melcher did the play-by-play, and I did the color. And after the game was over, I said, you guys actually get paid to do this shit? And they said, yeah. I said, wow, this is I, this is really cool. And I, it was just something I really enjoyed that one time. And uh, in the back of my mind, I'd always hoped, you know, if and when it was over, uh, Maybe one of the networks might might uh, look my way. You know, I love that you just said. Wait a minute, you guys actually get paid to do this shit. So on occasion, <laughs> yeah. on occasion now, Bruce, you might get a little salty with it. Maybe to your players, maybe to the refs. Here's my question: Can you bring the BA fire to the broadcast booth without bringing the FCC to the front door? Oh, I think so. You know, my first, my yeah, my first uh, interview was a little rough. I thought I did really good. So now you had like seven. I said, what? <laughs> he was like, you said chicken shit twice. I said, you can't say that. Said, no. So I got to tape those words. And, and my second one was clean. So I, I, I kind of got a feel for it. And, um, you know, it was just, it was fantastic. Two guys that I worked with at both di- different networks were just great. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm excited about being at the games, doing a production meeting, seeing the coaches, seeing the players, staying in it. And, uh, yeah, really, really pumped about it. Now, you'll love that process because you stay close to the game that you love so much. What about the broadcast booth itself? Once you get there, what are you looking to bring to the booth? I, just honesty and me, you know. Um, the refs are still going to catch hell, brother. Uh, <laughs> they ain't coming off of them. And uh, so, yeah, it's just just try to be yourself. And uh, I kind of, in the interviews, I, I just I didn't hold anything back. So, look, if they don't like this the way I am, I'm not getting a job anyway, so don't change. Good, good. All right, so what about the quarterbacks? Now, you wrote the book on working with quarterbacks, and I mean that literally, the book, The Quarterback Whisperer. In other words, you can reach quarterbacks in ways that I think others cannot. So let me ask you about that. How important is it, for instance, Bruce, to tell a quarterback not what he wants to hear but what he needs to hear? Oh, man, you gotta you got to build a line of trust, Romy, that when I'm telling you something, it's not criticism – and you got to tell me what you're seeing, not what you think I want to hear. I mean, if you thought it was the middle field open cover two, tell me that. And I'll tell you what it really was. And, and let's move on from there so that we can both get better. But that, that relationship between coach and quarterback, where it's head coach, quarterback coach, coordinator, whoever's calling the plays and that guy, it has to be rock solid and, and trust is the word. All right, so in your book, what's more important for a quarterback? Like, for instance, arm talent or grit? No, grit. Yeah, yeah. There's so many guys that have great arms that could never play in this game. And then you had the guys that, that, uh, that couldn't break a window, but they, they throw for 30, 40 touchdowns a year. 
because they got grit, they can lead, and they're smart. I mean, the two the two muscles. You go to the combine, you do all that bullshit, and and evaluate these guys. But the two muscles you play with, your brain and your heart, you can't evaluate those until you get them in the huddle. Hey, Bruce, can you teach grit, or by the time you get to the NFL, if you don't have it, you ain't going to get it? Yeah, I don't think – I don't – yeah, that's something you really – that's God gave you. You know, you you got it, and, and you probably showed it when you were eight years old, and uh, you wanted to ball. Hey, give me the ball. I'll make this shot. Uh, you, you always wanted to ball, and you, you didn't want anybody else to take the last shot. You wanted to do everything yourself, and um, – uh, yeah, I think that's a natural born in people. So who's the grittiest quarterback you've been around? Oh, that's a hard one because I had so many really, really good ones. Um, I mean, the, each one was so different in a way, but Andrew Luck for a rookie was just unbelievable. What what he brought to a sideline to win all those games because he wasn't the only rookie playing. It's one thing for Ben to go out and win 13 in a row or 14 in a row at Pittsburgh with, with a really good team and, and showed his moxie. But Andrew was playing with six other rookies in the huddle on offense. And to lead those guys and just refuse to lose, I mean, yeah, I'd have to give him the nod as a rookie. Peyton had it. Tim Couch had it. He always gets left out of the conversation. He's tough as nail and uh, just got broken up. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, they've all, they all got it. I was going to say, Bruce, that's a really interesting answer. You know, like in Andrew Luck, if he's got that kind of toughness, he's got that kind of grit, he's got that kind of it, and you really know it. So you can only imagine what he's been through the last few years. It's been a really trying time for him. You hate to see it happen to anybody. Is it possible or even likely that he's already played his best football? And where does he go from here? You know, I, I hope not because, Matt, I mean, the game needs him. Uh, he is such a talent and such a – unique player um and if i don't think the time off is going to hurt him you know I, I look and somebody asked me that the other day he has a throwing football i said well shit tiger didn't hit a golf ball for what two years mm. and he's out there competing again so if andrew can just figure out and get the shoulder working get the nerves firing uh i think he'll be back and the colts will be right back in it Bruce, you mentioned Tiger Woods. I knew you'd get to a golf analogy sooner than later. So you've had a little more time on your hand than maybe you had when you were in the grind. What's your number like? How are you hitting them right now? Oh, my God, my handicap's so high. But I finally, I finally broke 80 today for the first time this year, and it was, man, it's been a struggle. I had that rotator cuff surgery last year. And it, somewhere I lost 50 yards. But, uh, no, it, it's been a blast trying to, trying to grind it out and practice. And that's one sport I love practicing. Hey, man, how'd it feel to break 80? Oh, the bad thing was I'm not drinking. I'm on the wagon right now. For, I'm on this diet. So uh, I've got two more days, and I'm going to turn it loose, brother. That sucks. Are you, how long have you been on that diet? Well, let me put 20, it another way. 22 days, 22 days and six hours. I was going to say, how many hours? That's great. So have you gone 22 <laughs> days, 22 days without an adult beverage? Yes, indeed. And, uh, but I did, I did lose 21 pounds so far. How's that feel? Probably great. Oh, it feels great. Yeah, I lost one grandchild off of me. I need to lose another one. My man. All right, so that first adult beverage back, when you come off that thing, what's the first one going to be? Oh, it's going to be uh, clear all the way because it's going to be during this. We have our member guests. My son's flying in tomorrow for our member guests, so it's going to be a great week. It's got to be clear. Are we talking like vodka on the rocks? Oh, yeah, yeah. A little twist of lemon. 
That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, listen, you you talked about the member guests. I know you and Larry Fitzgerald play at the same club. Or you belong to the same club. Knowing Larry a little bit, man, I know he likes to pop off. I mean, he's a great guy, Bruce. Great, great guy, but very underrated for those who don't know him in his ability to talk a little shit and talk a little smack. What's it like <laughs> when the two of you tee it up? It's fun. Now. It's a grind. Um, I was playing so bad at the end of the year after coming back from that rotator sub- cuff surgery, but yeah, he still took my money and, and talk shit about it. But, uh, Larry, Larry's got a really good game now. And, uh, it's a battle when, when, uh, he and Patrick and Carson and those guys go out and play now. I'm, I'm sure Sam Bradford's getting in his pocket because I heard Sam scratch. Yeah, he's nice. Bruce, the thing about Larry is I bet, too, when you were battling back from that rotator cuff surgery, I bet my man had no mercy whatsoever, right? He was not going to oh, cut you any slack. None. None. Yep. None. <laughs> you mentioned Carson Palmer. Now, you've had some guys, Bruce, I know how you feel about stretching defenses in the vertical game. You've had some guys who could throw it, really sling it. Have you ever had a guy who threw a better deep ball, though, than Carson Palmer? No, he's, he's, he's the picture-perfect, drop-it-in-the-bucket guy. I mean, he just unbelievable um just time after time i I can think back when i was with the steelers and and the the play he got hurt on in the playoff game was one of the prettiest but you think it hit chris henry right over his shoulder i'm going like holy shit that might have been the prettiest ball i ever seen thrown and uh and they guys need to up on that play but oh what a great guy and, and oh he's the best Bruce, you mentioned the Steelers. I know, obviously, you work with Ben Roethlisberger. I know you remain close to him to this day. You know, in recent years, Bruce, he's kind of hinted at retirement. Maybe he's had enough. And then he came back recently and said, oh, no, I'm good. I can play three to five more years. What do you make about that about face or that turnaround? Where do you think he's coming from? Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I know he hinted at it. I don't know how serious it was. But uh, actually going to play golf with him uh, Thursday, Wednesday. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm the game needs him to. I mean, one of one of the best competitors ever, one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, um, there's no way. I don't know if there was a, anything with Todd Haley or not. I, I I think that's all. I think that's all stuff brought up by outsiders. But I think he was he was hurt. He was beat up pretty good a couple of years ago when that came out. Now he's really healthy, really great, looks in great shape. And, uh, yeah, I can see him playing five more years. You know, I can see a guy like that who's that big, who stands in and will take every shot to make a play. I could see where he might get beaten down physically. I thought his response, Bruce, was interesting. When he was talking to radio station 93.7, he said he was surprised that the Steelers took Mason Rudolph in the third round over guys who can, quote, help the team right now. He hedged on playing any sort of mentoring role. What do you make of that response, and did that draft pick surprise you at all? Uh, no, I, I thought maybe they would because uh, I love Mason Rudolph. I mean, I, I think he was sitting on the board, and they're going like, "Whew, uh, let's don't pass on a guy that you know, you know that." And then with Ben playing as long as he wants to play, you, you might not get to see him enough. But uh, I think it's going to shore up that room for them. And uh, and I think knowing Ben, some of that's misplayed a little bit uh, on him mentoring because I don't see him. He don't see himself as a mentor, but hey, just just follow me and you'll learn how to do it right. And, uh, and I think I think it was a great pick for the Steelers. I also see how Ben was thinking about, hey, could we get another guy to help us win right now? You know, and uh, I know a lot of guys feel that way sometimes when the organization looks to the future. 
Well, especially with that, and to your point about Mason Rudolph, you know, watching him, I was like what I saw, but then right before the draft, Bruce, he came in studio, I sat with him, I couldn't have been more impressed with the kid. Listen, what about some of the other quarterbacks? You had the big four, you had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, I guess you throw Lamar Jackson in there as well, of course. If you, Bruce, if you were sitting with that top pick overall, and you needed a quarterback, and obviously, depending on who you had already, but who would you have taken if you had that top pick and you needed a quarterback? You know, that's the one thing, Jimmy. I, I did not get to go out and sit down personally with each and one of these guys and grill them on the board and and see because if you you got to be able to get a feel if they can process information. You can, man. Those those throwing drills, they all look great. And but when you grill them on that board and you can see if they process their information from their offense and you stick your offense on them and can they process that process and give it back to you quickly. Um, I really couldn't make a judgment. I know I know Sam Darnold to me was the prototype, big, strong pocket, athletic, uh, closest thing to Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz that I saw. I, I liked Josh Allen. Uh, I did not like some of his inaccuracy stuff, but I loved it. I love his down the road. He needed to be where he doesn't have to start right away. I, I like Josh Rosen. I think he could start right away like to see him be a little more mobile. Baker Mayfield, love his grit, man. He's got grit. You can tell just what he's, where he's come from. And I love Lamar Jackson. I, I thought Lamar Jackson and David Johnson in the same backfield would be unbelievable. I've got a quick question. How would you like to shop for organic groceries without paying top dollar? You can bypass those overpriced local markets and shop at Thrive Market. It's a revolutionary online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everybody. I love Thrive Market. It's stocked with thousands of the best-selling non-GMO foods and natural products, and they're always at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. They have everything you need, whether your diet's paleo, gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and even personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, organic baby food, kids' products, and more. In fact, much, much more. Anything you need. Click on a product, and you'll see things like why you'll love it, Price comparisons to retail, nutritional information, and more. So you can shop knowing that you are getting the best ingredients, the most affordable prices, and that it's all safe for your family. And best of all, Thrive Market's prices are already up to 50% off, and now they're giving you an extra $60 in free groceries plus free shipping. Get 60 bucks of free organic groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. You got to move on this right now. Go to thrivemarket.com slash Rome. That's thrivemarket.com slash Rome. Your point about Baker Mayfield, man, he does have grit. That kid's got grit. He's got a giant chip on his shoulder. He loves it. He wants to compete. Does he look like, and, and I get what you're saying, Bruce, you need to sit with these guys to see how they process the information, but... When you look at Baker Mayfield, does he look like a guy who could, for instance, start in the NFL, or does he look like a franchise guy who can lead from the front and dominate in the NFL? You know, I don't. I don't. So much of that is the guys around you. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think Cleveland's offensive line is that bad. You know, so I mean, if he if he's protected and given a chance, and give and it looks like he's got a couple of really good running backs, Carlos Hyde, and Nick Chubb, so they get a little running game going. I think. I think Cleveland could be the team to really watch for this year. Hmm. 
you go back to uh, Rosen for one minute. Like they move up, Arizona moves up, and they get him. And your point was the guy might be the most ready to start right away. It'd be nice if he had some more mobility. Hey, Bruce, what about all that other stuff? Like all the other stuff that he came from a well-to-do family. Therefore, he may not love the game, may not have that fire. He asked too many questions. Where do you come out on that? I mean, is that just a bunch of shit and garbage, or are those legitimate yeah, concerns? I mean, I mean well, you, people are prejudiced now because you're rich. Yeah. I mean, a lot of rich guys have played in the game, played in this league, and uh, but yeah, I mean, but you look at the bloodlines in that family, and holy shit, what an athletic family, and uh, and a bright family. So, uh, yeah, I think he he's got all the tools. The only thing scared me are the two concussions. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's a little bit of a red flag. So, Bruce, when you were in college, you talked about being at Temple. Man, amazingly, amazingly, you got to work under the legendary Bear Bryant in his last two seasons with the Crimson Tide. I mean, did you understand what that was like when you were there? In fact, what was that like working for the Bear? Oh, it was amazing. It was the most biggest learning experience every day, not just game day, but every day, watching him deal with He was a master of personnel, just master of people. He could read people like nobody I've ever seen. I mean, the secretary might have a really bad day, and he could walk by and make sure she's all right. Next thing you know, she's flying. She, her feet not even hitting the floor. And and those words from him, he just loved it. She just loved ripping my ass because I thought I was well, I was cocky. I thought I knew everything, and he just loved tearing me up. And uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, people didn't realize even at the end, Alabama played sixty six players in every game. He he substituted every one of those players. You know, we'd have our second-string quarterback. He put the first-string back. He put the third-string one in. He was just a master of how he, how he worked the sidelines. And, uh, yeah, it was just a, just a joy to work for him. What an amazing number that is. And I would imagine if he was tearing you up, I bet when he pumped you up, I bet when he picked you up, man, that probably felt better than anything in the world, right? Oh, there's nothing like it. Nothing like when he, when he gave you a pat on the back. And, uh, you know, the, the best words, I took that Temple job, I was 30 years old and really thought I knew everything, and I didn't know anything. And uh, he said, look, whatever you do, coach him hard and hug him later. And that's how, that's how I did it for the rest of my career. You know, Bruce, if you don't mind, if you can go back to your time with the Colts in 2012, I mean, you had that in the back of your mind always that he told you that. And then in 2012, you're working with the Colts, your offensive coordinator, you're doing great. And then during the bye week in late September, you get a phone call from Chuck Pagano, who's the head coach, and he told you that doctors had diagnosed him with leukemia. I mean, Bruce, as an example, my father had leukemia. Anybody who's ever experienced it, man, it is the worst thing ever. It's horrific. What do you remember about getting that phone call from Chuck? Just that word. I got leukemia. I don't think I heard anything else. Because I was, I was actually down at the lake where, at our open date, and I almost fell off the down porch. Um, you know, and we flew back that night and I kept, got on the iPad and tried to look up the type he had. And I knew he was in, he was in for a hell of a fight. And, uh, I really believe football saved his life. I mean, he had, he had something to fight for. You know, we, we had his, we had his locker every, every game, his seat in the bus, nobody sat in and his locker was dressed. We'd be down. He had his, his depth chart in the, in the hotel room. I'd go down and talk to him, and, and he'd restream his every practice on his iPad. I think football gave him a lot of fight. He had something to come back for, plus his family. He has such a great family. 
you know, I'm so glad you would share that story, Bruce, because the thing is, I mean, you had seen almost anything, everything, done everything, but man, there's no playbook to prepare you for something like that. I mean, you've been working so hard to become a head coach in the NFL, and I know that you didn't want it to happen under those circumstances. So then how did you approach that challenge, and what did you tell your players at the time? No, I wasn't. We have a head coach. Chuck's our head coach. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I don't, Mr. Ursay, we had that big team meeting, and he's never in a team meeting, and the, the players were all like, what the hell's up? And uh, and he came out and uh, told everybody about his illness and that I was going to take over. And uh, I said, that's I don't know why or how that came up, but I just said, I'll do it if we turn the light on in his office and never turn it off until he comes back. And best Christmas ever, because I walked out on Christmas Eve, sat in my car and looked in, and the light was out. I sat in my car and cried. And uh, it was amazing, but what a fight he went through. And, uh, you know, teams break the – they'll go to practice, and, hey, one, two, three, fight. One, two, three, work hard. One – all that shit. We just had one, two, three, Chuck the rest of the year. <laughs> and that group of guys, man, we, we were not that talented, Romy. And to, to, to win, you know, nine games and go to the playoffs was absolutely amazing. And, and a great tribute to a bunch of guys fighting for their coach. God, the whole thing is so amazing. You're right. You went nine and three. You were the coach of the year as the interim coach. That had never happened before. It hasn't happened before. And Bruce, one more thought. That first game you had as head coach is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because the Packers were coming to town and Jim Mersey walks into the team meeting and says, we're going to win this game and I'm going to bring the game ball to Chuck in the hospital is if you didn't have enough to concern yourself with, then you had that. What did you think when the owner said that? Oh, man. I said, really, I need that shit now? Uh, right? The, I'd never feared losing in my life but twice. Coach Bryant's last game at the Liberty Bowl, there was no way we could lose his last game. And then that game, when when Jim said, we're going to beat the Packers and take the game ball down to the hospital. you know, And we're down 20, I think 21-3 at half. And we had had a hell of a week of practice. And, um, you know, it was one of us going there halftime and just say, look, just, just why, are now, why aren't we playing like we practice? We had a great week of practice. But relax, chill out, just play the game. Something's good going to happen, and we'll snowball this thing. And, again, Andrew Luck was amazing, and we get the last second touchdown pass to win the game. And I, I just sat in the locker room and cried for about half an hour. And uh, Mr. Ursay took that ball down to Chuck. You guys were behind 21-3 to at halftime, and what you told them, what you just shared with us worked. You come all the way back, you win that game 30-27. to Man, how in the world did that feel to win that game and deliver that game ball to Chuck? I don't think there was ever been a glass of whiskey taste that good. You bet. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Just the pressure was off. We, we did it. Uh, we just beat one of the best teams in the league. And, Matt, we can do this all year. Because we got this kid playing quarterback who just refuses to lose, and um, so yeah, it was it was one of the most uh, gratifying beats both Super Bowl wins. I promise you. So you're coming off this 22 day diet. You're going to get something clear. We know that you had the best glass of whiskey. Then we know that. 
but there are other things that you can consume or drink. You've got this great story from your book, The Quarterback Whisperer, and you tell the story about how your brother was slamming milk in order to get big and strong. You <laughs> wanted to be that guy too, but you had an allergy to milk. So what did you end up drinking? The paint there <laughs> twice. I drank white paint and green paint. <laughs> it, that, man, it, looked, it looked really good too, Romy, but it was not fun getting my stomach pumped. My man, that was not a milkshake. White paint and green paint? <laughs> had twice. I did it twice. What, what? How did you not learn the lesson the first time, Bruce? What happened the first time you had it? Nothing good. Well, nothing good. And then my mom was eating pistachio ice cream. And they're painting the living room green. I said, it must be some of that stuff I'm not allowed to have. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, that's great. So that went about as well as you'd expect, Yeah. which is not good. Listen, your family foundation, the Arians Family Foundation, is something deeply personal to you. And I want to mention this. You and your wife, Christine, hey, obviously are extremely active with your time and your energy. For those who do not know, what kind of work are you doing with the foundation? Well, everything we do is for CASA, Corner Porting Special Advocates. That's the, the voice for a child uh, in a neglect or abuse situation in the court systems. Uh, probably the only positive voice that they have, and they're in a situation through no fault of their own. They're just they're in a bad situation. And it's a st- the statistics are amazing. The children who have a CASA uh, are so much more successful than the ones that don't. So we, we raise so much money for awareness and uh, and training CASAs. We... we gave over a million dollars to the Phoenix Voices for Children. Uh, we have Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, down here in Georgia. We have a big big golf tournament coming up June 25th, 24th and 25th here at the lake in Georgia, uh, and all the proceeds will go to CASA. All right, so who's going to be there for the golf tournament? And if somebody listening right now wants to get involved or wants to help out with the foundation, how would they do it? Just go to ariansfamilyfoundation.com. Uh, we're, we're working on our, our guest list. A bunch of coaches come down to Georgia. A bunch of guys live down this way. Danny Mullins, Kirby Smart, um, Rich Rodriguez, and uh, Frank Beamer. A bunch of guys that are down this way. And um, so we'll have a, a bunch of coaches playing with and, and Todd Bowles will come in and uh, a bunch of other guys. And um, Yeah, it, uh, we usually have a concert. We're, we're really hoping we can pull this off with Kane Brown and uh, have him come in and put on a heck of a show. And um, it's a, it's a great time. We have we have a lot of fun in this one. We just had an unbelievable tournament out in Phoenix in April. My man Blake Shelton came in and sang ten songs, and Gwen Stefani sang with him. And uh, so we, it's a it's a great party. What a great blast! That's a great time, Bruce. I got to say that when you coach, I always loved having you on the show. And for you to just step up into a long form interview like this is even better. Great to have you part of the CBS family. I know you're going to love it. Enjoy that one adult beverage when you come off that diet finally. And it is great to have you on this podcast, Bruce. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Romy. Hey, did you win anything in the Derby? You know, I didn't run anything, but for one of the rare times, I didn't get my ass kicked or my clock cleaned. I made a little bit of money, Bruce. That felt pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I've, I've hit the winner now three years in a row. I'm, I'm fired up. My man. My man. I'll be calling you next year at this time for sure. <laughs> Listen, I know you better than you know yourself, and I know plenty of you had a bad night. How do I know that? 
because I'm online, I'm on Twitter, I'm seeing your submissions. Not very sharp. Why did you have a bad night? Because you didn't sleep. Why didn't you sleep? Because you snore or somebody close to you snores. It's all about to change after you try the revolutionary Zipa device. Zipa is a game changer. If you snore, you are not sleeping. If you are not sleeping, you are not succeeding. If you want success, you have to be at your best every single day. Zipa is the solution you need. Zipa is the only snoring solution of its kind. So if you snore, you need to get one. I want you to go to ZYPPAH.com. It's easy to remember because Zipa is simply spelled happy Z backwards. Go to Zipa.com right now. Get a Zipa. Tell everybody you know who snores to get a Zipa. Remember, Z-Y-P-P-A-H. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H. Zipa. Get the great night of sleep that you both need and deserve with a Zipa. What a great conversation with Bruce Arians. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now, before I get out of here, I want to tell you podcast-only listeners that we did announce a smack-off date. It's Friday, July 20th. We're a few months out now. And for the first time in the history of this event, it is going to be on live television. Make sure you check that out. Friday, July 20th. Clear your calendar. Do what you have to do because it's all going down on CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 206, and for the first time ever, CBS Sports Network, Channel 221 on DirecTV, Channel 158 on DISH, and on cable also. Check out your local listings on CBSSportsNetwork.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the pod. I will be back with another fresh one next week. And until then, I am out.